Are you a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply? Then you, lovely person, are in the right place because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first visit, it's really great to have you here. I hope you're okay. I'm freezing cold today. You know, it's it's just really cold. I've not managed to warm up all day and I'm recording this, what is it, it's nearly two o'clock. So after I finish recording this, I think I'm going to go and make myself some nice warm soup. I mean, there's nothing better in the winter, is there? It's the perfect lunch. Actually, last year I bought myself, just going slightly off on a tangent, I bought myself an electric soup maker. It was recommended to me. And I have to say, I had quite a few misgivings about it because it's quite easy to make soup, isn't it? But this is brilliant. You just put everything in it, press a button, and 17 minutes later, there's warm, delicious, nourishing soup. I mean, it's just an amazing thing. So as I talk, I'd like to just say, if you can hear my tummy rumble, I'm really sorry because I am actually pretty hungry. So anyway, what are we going to talk about today? Now then, when it comes to your practice, are you your own best kept secret? Maybe you're hiding in the shadows. Maybe you have a fear of being seen and that's kind of holding you back. Maybe you find that although you want to have more clients and more success, there's just something that's stopping you from really getting out there and making it happen. And this is the thing, it could really get in the way. And quite frankly, you might even start beating yourself up about not doing the things that you kind of know that you need to do in your practice. And anything that makes us beat ourselves up, well, we need to do something about, don't we? So today, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about how to overcome visibility issues so that you can get out of your own way and then show up, attract clients, help more people and make more money. Because let's face it, if you don't, what then? Can you actually afford to stay small and unseen? So today we're going to look at why it's important to be visible, what visibility issues are, where they come from, and what being visible actually means, and probably more importantly, what it doesn't mean. And I'm also going to share with you some sort of simple tips that are going to be, you know, helpful for you to try. And that they're really easy tips. You know, the easiest tips are the best tips because they tend to work, don't they? So let's dive in. So actually, before we dive in, before we really go for it, I'd like to just reassure you, because if you feel a little bit uncomfortable putting yourself out there, then I just want to say, look, you're most certainly not alone. It's really common to have this fear, not just within counsellors, with people in all sorts of different professions. And you might not even realise how much that it's holding you back. So yeah, don't worry. If you do have this fear, do not worry. There are things that you can do about it. Anyway, right. So why is it important to be visible in your practice? Okay, let's take a little look at the history of counselling. I won't go into it all, I promise. Now, the counselling profession is growing, isn't it? Now, when I first went to counselling, I was in my early 20s, so back 
back in the dark ages. So it's in the 1980s. And counselling was most definitely something very different back then. I can remember feeling acutely embarrassed, feeling ashamed about going to counselling. And I didn't tell my boyfriend, who went on to be my, become my husband, and never told him about where I was going every Thursday for years. And the only reason I did tell him was because we got engaged. And I thought, well, if we're going to get married, then I'd better confess my dark secret to him. And that's what it felt like. It felt like a dark secret. It felt, I felt really shameful. So yeah, that was in the 1980s. So how have things changed since then? Well, I first started out as a counsellor back in 2005. And back then there were still far fewer counsellors and things were starting to change. More people were accessing counselling, but it was nowhere like it is now because now it's far more mainstream, isn't it? People are aware of the need for good mental health and it's talked about in the media, famous people, royalty even talk about the benefits of counselling. People are referred to counselling by agony ants and on the TV and other media. So although there's still a long way to go when it comes to removing the stigma of counselling, we are definitely going in the right direction, which is fantastic, isn't it? So yes, therapy is far more mainstream, which is brilliant. But the knock-on effect of that is there are both more therapists to choose from and more potential clients looking for help. So here's a little exercise for you, actually. I did this the other day because I did the niche masterclass in the membership. And um, I actually did this sort of live in the workshop. So go to an online directory. It doesn't much matter which one you go to. And do a search for counsellors near you within a 15-mile radius. And just have a look at how many, how many results that you get. So when I did this, where I live, I got 62 therapists show up in a 15 mile radius. And it was like, oh, it's quite a lot. But then I tried it for a bigger town. So I had a look at Leeds, which is a bigger town here in the UK. And within 15 miles of Leeds, there were 389 counsellors. I mean, wow, that's, that's crazy, isn't it? And this is why you need to be visible because it's not like when I first went to counselling, when you really only had like, you know, one counsellor choose from. These days, how can someone choose the right counsellor for them when faced with such an enormous choice? I mean, it's just, it's bamboozling, isn't it? It's crazy. Now, I'm an ex-counsellor, you know, I know about counselling and it was, I was looking for a personal counsellor myself recently and let me tell you, it really, really was not easy. And there's a saying and the saying is, a confused mind always says no. So if somebody really wants to go for counselling and there's a choice between hundreds of counsellors and they're all saying the same thing, how are they going to be able to choose? Well, they might just give up because if a confused mind always says no, they might just say, right, this is too hard. Because look, the truth is that's what I did. I couldn't find a, a counsellor. There was no counsellor that sort of jumped out that was a really good fit for me and the issues that I'm struggling with. So I just gave it up. I just thought, oh, I'll have a look a bit later when I've got a bit more time or I'll phone someone later when I've got a bit more time. And I just never have, you know. So if everybody's saying the same thing and offering the same thing, I, you know, I, I just couldn't choose who was the right person for me. Now, the worst mistake a new counsellor can make is to assume that somehow 
people are magically going to find them. This kind of, we know that there are so many people struggling and needing help. We know that. We hear about it in the news all the time. We're told about long waiting lists and, you know, people that are, are struggling with all sorts of mental health issues. And there's almost a, an assumption that if they need help, then you're going to be found almost like if you build it, they will come. But look, it's just not the case. And this is exactly why we need to be more visible, which you probably already know. So I guess the question is, what is it that's stopping you? What are visibility issues? Well, look, I know that you want to help more people. I know that you want to get more clients. But sometimes there's the belief, the incorrect belief that as a counsellor, clients are just going to find us and that trying to attract clients is, it's just a bit yucky. It's a bit salesy. Maybe even there's a feeling that it's a bit manipulative or maybe there's another reason. Maybe there's something else that you're telling yourself. Maybe you're telling yourself that, that you're an introvert and therefore it's too hard or that you're too shy or that you're a technophobe and you don't know how to use, you know, different things. We can have all sorts of reasons or, you know, maybe they're excuses about why being visible isn't right for us. But let's take a bit closer look because if there's something deeper that's holding you back, it's by exploring these deeper reasons that we can then make change or that you can then make change. So maybe it's about fear of being judged. Maybe there's a fear of being judged by maybe the public or your peers or by friends and family, or even you're really worried that somebody's going to come and troll you. And that can be really crippling. I can understand that. And that is something that can stop us from being visible. Or it might be that you've got the fear of sharing an opinion. Let's face it, the fear of public speaking is one of the most reported fears that people have. I think that when it comes to a fear of public speaking, it's to do with the fear of sounding a bit a bit stupid. It's a fear of being embarrassed, maybe. So as a result, you might just try and blend in, which isn't good in business because visibility is literally about showing yourself, you know, your authentic self to potential clients so that they can choose the right counsellor. You know, we all know about the therapeutic relationship and how important it is. So we need to let the right people find us. Otherwise, we're doing them a bit of a disservice, really. So where do these fears come from? Well, I don't need to tell you, do I, that probably childhood. Now, Aristotle famously said, give me a child until he is seven and I will show you the man. And when I did my transactional analysis training, I was absolutely fascinated by life scripts. So I'm not going to go too much into it if you don't know about it. If you don't know about it, I would recommend that you go and do a TA 101. It's brilliant. In life scripts, we develop our basic views of the world early in life. And this is the foundation of our adult life. So we make our earliest decisions when we can't even speak yet solely on the basis of what we've experienced and the associated feelings. And again, this magical age of seven is used and how the first seven years of life gives us a picture of like ourselves, of others, our place in the world, you know, what our world is likely to look like. And what we decide at that early age can then influence us throughout our lives, which is a bit scary really, isn't it? Because, you know, if we're making up our idea about these big things by the age of seven, you know, we're very naive. We, we don't know a lot. We've not got any experience. So we can have 
beliefs that just are not necessarily true. So if you're told that you're not very good at something, then that's going to stick. And I'm sure you have something in your past that makes you cringe even now. But as you know, it's not just about being told, is it? Sometimes it's a lot more subtle than that. So, you know, we might pick up a look or we might get a feeling or it might be that, you know, your siblings have been getting praise over you and that you've been excluded or you've not been celebrated. So if you've experienced being shamed or laughed at or feeling embarrassed or maybe maybe you've been bullied or in some way you didn't feel safe because you were ridiculed or put down, then look, it's hardly surprising that you shy away from the spotlight. I mean, it's, it's easy to understand, isn't it? Or it could even be that for you, maybe you felt that nothing you do is ever good enough. So good old perfectionism rears its ugly head again, telling you that you're not good enough, that everybody else is better, what they're saying is better, your take on things isn't good enough, or it's not interesting enough, or it's not helpful enough. So the, you know, the, the, the result of that is you just stay quiet, don't you? And you get the same result of shying away from being visible. But the issue here is that these life scripts are based on the findings of you as a young child, you know, somebody that's inexperienced. So these findings can be updated. Now, a really good example of this would be Grow Your Private Practice member, Zoe Clements. Now, I spoke to Zoe once about the benefits of blogging, and she said to me that she couldn't write. You know, I can't write. So now just fast forward to her proudly publishing her book that's called but I should be fine, all about anxiety. And I actually did an interview with Zoe. So if you have a, I'll put, an, I'll put a link below this, but if you have a look for episode 40, it's called From I Can't Write to Published Author. And we discussed this and it turns out that when Zoe was just a young girl, she was shamed by a teacher for not being able to spell umbrella, which led her to having extra English classes. And that experience became a life script. And the life script was, I cannot write. But it wasn't true. Zoe smashed it. Zoe write a book, wrote a book. And you can smash it too. So I'll put a link, like I say, to that story below so you can have a look at it. It's a really, really good episode. And I'm sure that you'll, you know, you'll find it really inspiring. Now, just before I go on, I just want to share with you that in the Grow Your Private Practice membership, we have a whole month of events where we are going to be focusing on raising our visibility in order to attract more clients. So February is overcoming the fear of visibility month. I think I could have made that sound a bit, you know, be a bit shorter, a bit more snappy, but it's overcoming the fear of visibility month because I really want to help you with this so that it doesn't hold you back because, you know, it's, it's important to be seen and to, you know, connect with clients. So it's all about how to get more visibility, but how to get more visibility on your own terms. So we've got four events. We've got the Planning for Success event. And this is a regular monthly call. And in this one, we're going to be focusing on making the most of you know, February, including how to use social media comfortably. And this includes tons of ideas and templates for social media, all looking at how to make it easier for you. Then I have a workshop that I'm doing called Attract Clients by Helping Not Selling 2.0. And it's called this with the 2.0 at the end because I have a free guide, which you can find at janetravis.co.uk slash attract more therapy clients. 
again, I'll put a link below where that's showing the outline of it. So this this workshop is going deeper into this and I'm going to be showing you how to be strategic in your marketing to be more visible and how that's going to help you attract clients. So, so you can stop being your own best kept secret, but all in a way that's going to, and it's all about being comfortable, all in a way that's going to feel really comfortable to you. We also have the mentally, uh, the member huddle, and this is a monthly call, and this is where you can get any questions answered. So it may be questions like, you know, do you worry that people might send you a DM on social media and you don't know how to handle it? Or maybe you struggle knowing where your personal disclosure boundaries are, or maybe you're coming across a little bit starchy and you want to sound more like you. Or maybe you feel awkward about friends and family seeing you post. So I'll answer any of your questions. So basically, great private practice. You're never on your own. You know, there's always a place for people to support you and answer questions. And in the last event in February, we've got the Mindset Matters call, really where all this is going to come together. Over the month, we're going to talk a lot about actions and ideas about, about being more visible. But if your mindset is holding you back, none of it's going to work. So in this call, we'll be taking a deep dive into the mindset of the fear of visibility in order to really make changes so that you can stop self-sabotaging and get out there. So if you need some help getting more visible, then come and join us. Just visit growyourprivatepractice.co.uk or ask me any questions. I'm always happy to help. And remember, there are um, CPD certificates available for all of the events. And just a quick note, if you're listening to this after February, don't worry, you've not missed out on it. Everything gets recorded so you can catch up in your own time. So if you are a member, go and take a look at the events section of the member dashboard and get the dates in your diary. And if you're not a member yet, what are you waiting for? Come and join us. It'd be lovely to have you there. Okay, so let's take a closer look at what visibility really is, and probably more importantly, what it isn't. So does it mean doing 10 videos every month? Or does it mean being on all the social media platforms? Or does it mean having your image plastered all over the internet? Well, thankfully, no, it doesn't mean any of that. Now, I know that you might have seen some guru professing that you need to do reels or you need to do TikToks or you've got to go live. But look, here's the thing, and I've said this so many times, all marketing works. The trick is to find the things that are right for you and then get good at them. And when I think about myself in this example, I know that being on YouTube is great for business. I know that doing TikToks and Reels are really good for business. They really do get me seen. But the issue here is they're just not great for me because the thought of having a YouTube channel and being in front of a camera and having to do my makeup and my hair regularly, it freaks me out big time. It's just not for me. And the thought of being on camera doing TikToks and Reels, again, I know there are ways of doing it without having your face on camera, but one of the points of doing it is that you are seen and that freaks me out as well. So, you know, I'm happier here doing a podcast. I used to be happier doing a blog. So, you know, even though I know that these are great things to, you know, that having a YouTube channel or being on TikTok or Reels or something like that, even though I know that they're a great way to grow, I don't use them personally because I'm all about making things easier for myself and reducing stress. Another thing I say a lot is my business, my rules. And I choose to only do the things that I enjoy. 
So I guess you could say when it all boils down to it, it comes down to self-knowledge. And yeah, I know myself to know that those are things I don't like. Having said that, I've had to try some of those things to work out that I really didn't like it. So, you know, you can still try things out. So yeah, there are definitely times that gently tiptoeing out of your comfort zone is a good thing, without a doubt. But taking a run and a jump into a marketing activity that every fibre of your being is screaming no at, well, I just don't see the point. After all, if you hate it, you're not going to do it. And if you don't do it, then you're not going to get good at it. And who the hell needs that stress? I'm all for an easy life, so not me. So visibility isn't about being in all places, doing all things. No, visibility is just your opportunity to make a connection with your potential clients in a way that feels comfortable for you. It's about becoming known as the person that is helpful, knowledgeable, and relatable. So when they or anybody they know needs help, you're going to be the obvious choice. So it's about becoming known. But like I say, it's about becoming known in a way that actually just feels right to you. And I'm just going to repeat that one more time, just to round that point home, because it is so important. It's about becoming known in a way that feels comfortable for you. So it's about embracing visibility, but on your own terms. Okay, so let's have a look at a couple of simple tips that are going to help you. So one of the tips that I find really helpful, if I'm feeling a bit shy, if I'm feeling a little bit like, you know, if I'm feeling a bit like I'm lacking in confidence or anything like that, something that really helps is to just really, really focus on the reader. Okay, focus on the person that's consuming what it is you're doing. So if I'm feeling a little bit self-conscious or imposter syndrome is kind of slapping me about, when it comes to this podcast, I just completely focus on your needs, not mine. So by concentrating on you or by you concentrating on them, it means that their needs and feelings are going to be the thing that's on the top of your mind. So it takes the focus off yourself. So another really good way of feeling a little bit more comfortable is to connect with your why. So ask yourself, why is it that you're doing this? And this is kind of important, really, because when you know why you're doing it, then you can really engage with that. Now, I've talked before about what a difference £600 regularly in your bank account would feel like. What would you be, do or have as a result of that? Because £600 is what you'd get if you charged £50 a week and had three new clients. So I want you to just have a little think. What would you be able to be, do or have if you had that much more money? I mean, it might be that you want to pay off your debts or get a new car or travel or go on holiday. It might even be that you want to give up your job. But look, it's not just about things that you can buy or use your money on. For me, money is about security. It's about freedom. It's about reducing stress. It's about a better quality of life. And it's also about feeling a feeling of pride and a feeling of achievement. So you might think, why do I post on LinkedIn? And the answer would be because having a social media strategy and posting three times a week increases my chance of connection, of attracting clients, of getting referrals, and of being seen as knowledgeable. But the bigger picture here is that this leads you to achieving your dream of being a counsellor. 
it helps you to achieve your dream of helping more people, of earning more money and everything that that's going to bring you. So knowing why you're doing this is one of the reasons that makes you feel more, um, I don't know, get a little bit of courage behind you so that you feel brave enough to reach what it is that you want. The other thing that I would say is to make sure that you keep things really, really simple in your marketing. So if you've decided to use LinkedIn to grow your practice, great choice, but you don't need to produce perfect posts to be successful. You don't need to post every single day. In fact, the truth is people prefer posts that kind of share your humanness, if that's a word. So don't worry too much if you're just starting out on LinkedIn on strategy or producing brilliant images or going live or how you do your formatting or making sure you've got the right call to action. Trust me, you're going to pick all those up as you go along. The most important thing is to just get started. Just post something. And then when you do, here's the thing. I want you to celebrate because you just took action. And as we know, action is everything. Okay, so we've had a good old look at visibility today, haven't we? So what have we talked about? We've talked about why it's important to be visible. We've talked about what some visibility issues might be. We've had a little look at where they might come from. And we've looked at what invisible actually means and what it doesn't. And I've finished with a few tips for you to try. So let me know how you get on with those. Now, look, look, I know that you can break free of these old habits and make your practice be whatever you want it to be. You know, you can totally do this. I've got every faith in you. And if you need some help, don't struggle on alone. Come and join us in the Grey Private Practice Membership because February is Overcoming the Fear of Visibility Month. So if you're a member, go and check out the events page. And if you're not, why not? Just join us, growyourprivatepractice.co.uk and drop me a line if you've got any questions. And don't worry, if you're listening to this after February, all of the replays will be available for you to watch at a time that's convenient to you. Okay, all that's left to say now is thank you so much for being here and sharing a part of your day with me. I really hope you've enjoyed the show. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And remember, tell your counselling peers about this resource. I know I would have loved something like this when I was starting out. I'm going to go and have some soup now. So have a fantastic week and I'll speak soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.